0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you, Lord. Can we give God a mighty hand clap this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we love you. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Why don't you turn to somebody, give them a hug. Tell them they look good, smell good. You're glad you're sitting next to them. Grab your seat. We're going to come around the word this morning fantastic second sunday of 2016 i am excited i think i'm even more excited than i was this time last week and i was pretty pumped last week russell and anna congratulations that is awesome do we have another faith book up there another faith book i want to give you a book that's on faith because i think it takes faith to parent kids we all need that top up every now and then, and Justin's running to grab that right now. We love you guys, congratulations, God bless you, may you have a perfect sleeping child from day one, amen. Hey, what I forgot to tell you guys before is, is Peter and Ainsley also run Real Deal Relationships, which is, which is phenomenal, they do marital counselling, they do relational counselling, they work with churches all across the coast and there's no perfect marriage, there's no perfect person or life, so I'm actually just going to put it out there right now that if you've got challenges in, in any level, uh, you can come to me and I'll pray for you or you can go to them and you'll get help. Um, the prayer will help but they'll give, you the, they'll give you the keys to have a fantastic, healthy, long relationship and, and the cool thing is, if, I, if you're right with me saying this, this comes out of an almost broken relationship that God got in the middle of, fixed up, revealed stuff to them, but literally, how many, you're seeing like seven couples, ten couples a week, the, you, you guys are just helping, uh, between you about 12 couples a week, uh, from a whole lot of different churches, you see, here's the deal, in the church we've got issues, because we're human, I mean help me preach, remember it goes the longer, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> we, we've, we've all got issues, so why don't we just deal with our issues? get them sorted, live life peacefully, uh, and, and just, you know, walk in God's ways. You know, that, ma- that makes sense to me. Uh, but these guys, you got your website, websites up? Real Deal Relationships. So if you ever want to, .com, if you want to talk to these guys, if you want to get some advice, I know there's information on the site, but check out Peter and Ainsley's Real Deal Relationships. It will help you. All right, who was here last week? I I was talking about the fact that uh, we need to choose a word for the year, a word that's going to carry us through our year. And I know Lisa did because I've seen it on uh, Facebook most days. I love it. So your words were gratitude and love. She goes, you know what? If one word's good, two words must be better. So I'm going for gratitude and love. And I've loved it every day, seeing Lisa just putting up what she's grateful for, what she's happy about. Who who else chose a word this week? Okay, my wife. Nobody else? If you didn't, all right, what was your word? Present. Fantastic. I love that. So, so she's been very attentive to Eddie this week. And she, no, no, just kidding. That's awesome. Who else? Who chose a word this week? Okay. Yes. Present and prayerful. I love that. My word is passionate. I'm going to do 2016 passionately. I don't know that Melissa's too happy about that. But everything that I do, I'm going to be passionate with. You know, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. And so I actually sat back this week and was thinking about that and I thought, if I'm doing it for God, I might as well just get passionate about it. Whether I'm working, whether I'm driving, whether I'm praying, whether I'm with my family, whatever, when I'm with friends, I'm going to get passionate about the life that's been gifted to me, about the opportunities that have been given to me. And, what it, and you know what, I'm, every day, I, I'm, I know I'm crazy and you know I'm crazy, I'm getting more excited about the year ahead. I feel like I'm getting more vision for the year ahead. I feel like I'm getting more faith that's just being stirred on the inside. That though there are challenges coming and though there are issues that I will face, God's going to get me through all of them. God's going to carry me through them as I walk in faith, passionately, excited for all that He has for us. Amen? Amen. Fantastic. Passion, baby. Real dear Relation. it's passionate. It's, it's... Everybody say the other, the other side. The other side. So last week we talked about living purposely. And in 2016, preferencing God in all our doings, our dealings, and our decisions. Then we looked at, you know, how to do that is to commit our way to the Lord, to commit our works to the Lord, and to commit our will to the Lord. You know, Jesus, before he went to the cross, said, not my will, but yours be done. So to commit our will to the Lord. And so today, I want to look at not just getting out of old ways, but also entering into new days. So we're talking about 2016 is a blank canvas. It's, it's a new day of opportunity for you and I uh, to walk into and to enjoy. It's, it, I believe 2016 can be the most blessed, abundant, enjoy, you know, enjoyment-filled year of your life. I truly believe, and I, and I challenged everybody last week, let this be the greatest year of your life. Just, make, just, just go, I'm making a decision now, this is going to be the greatest year of my life. 2011, it was pretty ugly. 2012, it was all right. 2013, yep, I don't want to go back there. 2014, getting pretty good. 2016 is going to be the greatest year of my life. Just set your mind and your determination, your will towards the fact that this is going to be a year blessed of heaven. Amen? Isn't it a good feeling when you get to the other side of stuff? Come on, let's, let's get real this morning. The other side of a test, a driving test. A maths test, a work test, isn't it good when you get to the other side of it? There's anticipation before it, but, but when you get to the other side of a test. Maybe it's um, the other side of a failed marriage. Maybe it's the other side of a health scare. Maybe it's the other side of financial challenge or, you know, fear and anxiety. It's good when you get to the other side of these things. It's not fun when you walk through it, but it's good to get to the other side. The Bible says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to His purposes. It's not necessarily good while we're walking through it, but it's doing good in us. It's creating who God wants us to be, and it's a good day when you get to the other side. Now, as I was praying this week and thinking through this message, and I felt like God was calling us out, individually and and corporately, to cross over this year to the other side. We were talking last week about doing 2016 purposely, having purpose attached to all we do. And and I really feel like God was saying, let's get to the other side of some situations. Let's get to the other side of some circumstances in 2016. 2015, like we said last week, it's gone. Let it go. Let's look towards, let's get purposeful, and let's get to the other side of some stuff in 2016. Amen? Amen? You know, for too long, you may have lived subject to fear to guilt, to lack of self-worth, to whatever it might be, to challenges and attacks by people and circumstance and the enemy, I I don't know. But there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And this is the word of God, this is the good news of the gospel and and it says in Corinthians that we have victory because of Jesus Christ. We can walk in victory, we can experience victory, we can get to the other side of a thing, not because of ourselves but because of Jesus because of what he's done, because of what he did, because of what he represents in our lives. So I just want to look at this this morning. And as I said, the potential for 2016 to be the greatest year of your life is limitless. The only thing that is going to stop 2016 being the greatest is your mindsets and is is your actions. Because God is going to call you to do certain things this year, but it's not going to just happen automatically. You've got to step out into the things of God for that to become a reality in your life. As I said, there's a blank canvas waiting to become a masterpiece in Jesus' name. All right, let's have a look at Genesis chapter 12, starting in verse 1. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I love this piece of scripture. I like it. It's just a phenomenal. There's so much in those three verses. Now the Lord said to Abram, isn't it a good day when God talks to you? But you have to be willing to listen and hear from the Lord for him to speak to you. Because God's, God's there all the time. He is ever-present. He, is, he never leaves us nor forsakes us. We, we know this. But we have to be receptive and willing to hear what God has for us for him to lead us into that new day, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you. Not only is it a good day when God speaks to you, it's a great day when He promises to make you. I feel like there's promises in this room this morning of what God wants to make in your 2016, what God wants to do with your life, what God wants to do in your family, in your relationships, in your be- God wants to make something of you because you reflect His nature, you reflect His glory in the earth. Amen? So, so if you're reading through Genesis, and like Pete said, I've got the Bible reading program. You know, I read the Bible in a year, each year. And if you've started that, we're on day 10 now, so I'm at like Genesis 13, and I'm reading through Psalms and Proverbs and Matthew. It's just awesome. Um, but as we're reading through Genesis, so from the beginning of Genesis, we've seen the creation account. And then we've seen the fall of man. And then we've seen that, you know, that not only was there the fall of man, but then man's child children murdered each other, and, and, you know, and then we've seen that there was only wicked intent in mankind, and then we've seen the great flood, and then we've seen the redemption of mankind, and then we come through, this is the first time really that we hear of Abram, this, this just pops up in Genesis 12, that God says, Abram, get out of your country, leave your family, leave what's familiar and what you know, and go to a place I'm calling you, and as I read that, I thought, that's awesome, because God knew Abram and he knew what he needed. You may feel like you're insignificant, that you you haven't been seen or or others don't know of you or others haven't heard of you, God knows you. Not only does he know you, he knows what he has for you and he knows where he wants you to be in 2016. Even when you don't know where you should be, even when you don't know what you should do, God does. And I feel like, like I said, God is calling some of us out in 2016. Don't let 2016 just be a reflection of 2015. If you didn't like it, if you didn't enjoy it, even if you did, let 2016 be greater than 2015. It's, you know, in this month, we're focusing on a fresh start, a new day, a new beginning. And and it's easy to get excited about starting a thing. But like I said, it's better, you know, we don't have to walk perfectly. We just have to walk purposely. And so I can start on fire, but it's better for me to finish strong. I can start inspired with a vision, but it's better for me to get to the end and complete the thing that I was fired up about in the beginning. Amen? The other thing is this, that even though God knew Abram, Abram had to do something with what God was asking him to do. He wasn't just going to enter into, Abram was 75 at this point and the father of none. And God is saying, get out of here because I'm going to make you the father of many nations and all nations will be blessed through you. But Abram had to do something with God, God was calling him to do. What is God calling you to do in 2016? What is God speaking to you? That still small voice. Have you, have you created space and time in your world schedule and planning for God to actually speak into your world? What he wants you to do. I was reading yesterday that, you know, there's a, actually I'm reading a great book. Justin and I have agreed to read a book a month. He's going to buy a book one month. I'm going to buy the book the next month. And we're just going to, we're going to read 12 books this year. It's just something we're doing together. And in, in John Bevere's book, he's talking about, you know, good can be the enemy of God. And, 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 you know, we can, we can settle for good when actually there's something that God has for us, which, you know, su- surpasses the good. And uh, I don't even know what I was saying that for. It just took me on this tangent, and now I'm not even there. But that's all right. We have to step out. We have to go with. For Abram to see what God had for him, he needed to get out of the land he was in and away from the influences in his life. And if you stay where you are, you'll remain who you are. But God is calling us to change this year. God is calling us to a higher place of living. I love it in Scripture, it says, come up here. Don't stay where you are. Don't accept mediocrity. Don't accept just getting by. Come up here. Come up to another standard of living. Come up to another way of doing life, which is my way for you. I don't know about you. I want to succeed. I don't want to fail. I don't know too many people that do want to fail. I don't know too many people that want... You know, defeat in their life. I want to succeed. And the word of God says that, you know, if you walk in my ways, if you have my word in your life, if you live obedient to me, you can succeed in all that you do. Like Justin was saying, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked, sits in the way of sinners, or stands in the way of mockers, Psalm 1. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water. Whatever he does shall prosper. And there are people that go, well, the church just has a prosperity doctrine, and you're just, you know, blab it and grab it and speak it by faith. And they're... no, no, no. If you walk in God, and you believe by faith, Mark 11:23 says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believing that you receive them, you'll have them. It's a promise of God for your life that this year you can walk in God's ways, you can seek His faith, you, you can face, you can live by faith, and you will see to c- come to pass the very thing that God has promised towards your life. Amen. So let me say it again, if you stay where you are, you'll remain who you are. If you don't like who you are right now, or what your life represents, or what your circumstances reflect, get out from that place. Don't stay where you are. Stand up and take a walk in God. Amen? God was saying here, get out of your country, get out of your culture, and get out of your current mindsets and belief system. There are certain things that for us to get into the new day that God has for us, we have to get out of first. Get out of your country, get out of your culture, and get out of the current mindsets and belief systems you hold. You know, I, I was, as I was looking through this, I thought there's three enemies to us entering into the new day and the new thing. The Bible says, behold, I do a new thing. God is doing a new thing, He's into a new thing, He's into a new day, and He, and he wants to lead you to that new place. But there's three enemies of us entering into that, and, it's, and I believe it's this, culture family, familiar, things that we're familiar with, and comfort. Yeah. So the culture, what you know, what you know can hold you where you are. Sometimes i got to get outside of the culture that I've been exposed to so long to experience a new thing. Familiar, family, friends, sometimes those that are closest to us can hold us into a, a place where I can't get out of this because of this. I can't move on from here because of this. They know me. They know my failings. They know my past. They know where I've been. God says, I don't care. I've drawn a line in the sand. I remember not the former things. I'm calling you to the new day. I'm calling you forward. The Bible says God knows the the end from the beginning. He's in your future waiting for you to get there. He just wants you to make faithful decisions that carry you through to where He is already waiting for you. Amen. And the third thing is comfort. Comfort will hold you bound. God's building His church, He tells us that, it says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. That's the, that's the cool part. But I'm sorry to say that He's not calling you to a life of comfort, He's calling you to a life of commitment. Yeah. So where Pete's saying before, why don't you offer your gifts, why don't you offer your talents in the house of God, it, it, it's almost a requirement as opposed to a suggestion. You, you know, you know the, the, the great commission is just that, it's a commission, not a suggestion. Go into all the world and make Disciples. The, the God's not calling us to comfort. You're saved and I've got a seat to sit on and this is awesome. No, he's going, now go and do something with what I've done for you. Go and do with something with the faith that has been imparted to you. You know, 2 Corinthians four thirteen says, we've all been given the same spirit of faith. But it's what I do with the spirit of faith that's been given to me that produces the results in my life that glorify God. So I said it last week and Melissa corrected me. I said, I feel like God's calling me to be a, a thorn in your side this year that doesn't let you get comfort, comfortable and, and just sit down in what you have. God has so much more for you. And there's and the so much more looks like people entering into salvation, people entering into relationship with you. Sure, there's blessing attached to that. And sure, there's all these things. But, but I, I feel like I need to prod us a little bit and say, come on, let's stand up together, anointed of heaven as the, as the army of God. and Let's go and make a difference in our community where we've been placed. Amen? You can't fulfill your calling in your comfort zone. Abram's father was Terah. Terah was on his way to Canaan, but he settled in Haran. I don't want you to settle this year. God has a, a place for you, a location for you, somewhere he's calling you to. I don't want you to get halfway along the journey and stop. I don't want the vision to be put before you. I don't want you, God to speak into your heart right now, and, and we are on fire, because it's a brand new day, and it's a new year of opportunities, and it's limitless, and it's, it's awesome. But then come January, come February, come March, i face some challenges. I've had the bank ring me up about my mortgage. I've had my partner tell me that they're not happy in our relationship. I've had a health skill, and so now I, I settle, and I let go of the vision that lays ahead. I want you to hold on to the vision. I want you to get through to the other side in 2016 so that you can receive. The Bible says, let no one rob you of your reward. it's, It's, God doesn't dangle carrots in front of us. He has a reward for you. Don't let go of that. Let nothing stop you achieving and receiving the reward that God has for you. Press through, stir yourself in faith, go through to the other side this year. Amen? You know, and... Just reading through this, I wrote down that God wants you to step out of some cultures, habits, nuances, and step into a new way of doing life. For me to have a new life, I have to let go of an old life. For me to live a new way, I have to turn from the old way. And I believe that's what God's calling us to. So let me just really quickly look at three things I believe that God wants to change in our lives so that we can cross over into the new day that He has for us. The first thing I believe is our language. God wants us to change our language. We need, to, we need to change our language, and you will have heard me say it before, that the, the per, first purpose of, of speech is creation, not communication. Because yeah. in the very beginning, it says that the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters, over the deep, over the nothingness that was. And God said, let there be, and there was. Let there be light, and there was. Let there be land, and there was. Let there be secret. The first purpose, you, you, there is power in your speech, there is power in your vocabulary, and, and to get into the new, we have to speak a new way. We have to, we have to speak positive. We have to speak faith-filled words. And the, the, the funny thing is that quite often the culture we live in can be heard in our language. I, I can listen to what you say and I can know where you live. Maybe not geographically, maybe not the house that you have or the bed that you lie in or whatever, but I know from, from a your emotional state where you will live, what will churn you up. See, the amazing thing about Pete and Ainsley is with their real deal relationships is they get you to fill in flag pages before you go and see them. They don't even need to know your circumstance, they don't even need to know how long you've been married, or they'll know the challenges you face by the things you put down on the bit of paper. And it's the same with people, you, from what comes out of their mouth you'll know where they live. Yeah. And I want to I challenge you this year, change the way you speak. Speak positively about your future, speak positively about tomorrow, speak positively about your relationships, about your your finances, about your health, about your future. Speak speak into being those things that aren't as though they are. Declare what will be and the future that you're going to enter into and the the new day that you're going to walk into, Amen? amen? Language and culture go hand in hand. And you know, complaining can get you out of certain things, but it can never get you into the new day. You know, I've seen it through before about the Israelites in bondage, in slavery in Egypt, complaining about their culture, complaining about their workload, complaining about God, we're your children, yet we're here in bondage and fear and slavery. God heard them and God delivered them. That's what the Bible says, that God heard their cry from heaven, but then they were in the wilderness and complaining didn't get them into the promised land. In fact, there was 12 spies sent out. See, this was the land that was given to them by God. And there was 12 spies sent out that represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And of those 12 tribes that went out, God was wanting to give them a land that was, the Bible says, was flowing with milk and honey. Where a bunch of grapes was the size of a, a mini moke, Where there was, there was everything in abundance for the children of God. And 12 spies went out and 10 came back with a negative report. We can't take this land, there's giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers in their eyes and in ours. There was two, Joshua and Caleb, that came back. So we can take this land. God's given it to us already. We will take out these giants. We'll take out the enemy. We'll take out these challenges. It's okay, we can go in. They were the only two that entered into wow. the promised land. Yeah. After, you know, and so, so the Israelites, after coming out of slavery and bondage, didn't war, enter into freedom. They were still enslaved by their mindsets. They were still enslaved by their vocabulary. They still spoke like they were victims, even though they were free. I want to challenge you this year to speak like free men and women. The Bible says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. So everything I speak over my life is freedom and victory and joy and peace because it's the promise of God for your life. I want you to take a hold of the Word of God. The reason I I say it every week is get a Bible reading plan. Pray, seek God, wait on it. It's it's the promises of God that are going to unlock you in life. The Word of God, when you get a hold of it, will unlock you for the future that God has for you. Amen? I was thinking this, actually, that a neg- this is a quote, but a negative mind will never get you a positive life. So if all your thoughts are always negative, if they're always dark, that won't get you a positive life. We have to train the way we think. And the good thing is the Bible says that we can take every thought captive and bring it into submission. We, we can take a hold of every negative, dark thought. We, we can flip that thing on its head and say, my God, it's for me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm called to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. You know, I can speak towards my future, even though I may not agree, you know, feel it. Don't do this year according to your feelings. Emotions lie to us. They deceive us. Do life, do 2016 according to the word, which is truth. Amen? You know, we all know that one person who's always negative about everything. It's too hot today. Tomorrow it's too wet. It's, it's too cold. I'm too mortgaged. I'm too married. I'm too single. I'm too that Nothing's good enough. The funny thing is their lives become a self-fulfilling prophecy nothing's ever good enough nothing's ever what they want it's not the you know my hair's gone curly because it's too humid today uh there's no surf the surf's too big or you know whatever their lives become this self-fulfilling prophecy where they can never enjoy see god says be anxious for nothing i want you to live in peace i want you to enjoy today yesterday's gone tomorrow's not assured just live in today just enjoy peacefully today in what I've got for you and what I've given you in who you are in the relationship just be at peace I think that's pretty cool you know Psalm 100 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise that's the only way that you can enter into the presences of God, of God is with thanksgiving and praise Paul and Silas at the twelfth hour at the darkest time of the night are praising God in the deepest dungeon in shackled with rats running all around them Hungry, all by themselves, and they started praising God, and God enters into the scene, and He releases their sh- their, cha- their shackles, He releases their chains, and they're free men. It says that salvation entered into people's lives at that moment. When we get free in God, when we can thank Him and praise Him, we can enter into all that He has for us. Amen. You know, it says in Isaiah fifty-five, God's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are above our ways, and His Thoughts are above our, way, our thoughts. The way we get into God's ways is to think what he thinks, is to think his thoughts, is to allow the mind of Christ to become our mindset and not, not just focus on the, the small, the mundane, the immediate, but to say, God, you are so much bigger than any challenge I am facing. Amen? Never let your thoughts align with the devil's lies. When we, when we allow his lies to get upon us and we dwell on those things, they're magnified. The Bible says the only thing we're to magnify is the Lord. The only thing we're to lift up high in our lives is the Lord. Don't don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Uh, you know, and, and some of these Bible reading programs, you don't even have to read anymore. You can just put it and it'll, it'll speak it to you. So you may not like... I just just... At night, put your headset in and just start listening to books of the Bible. Just fall asleep to it. Do whatever you've got to do. But never listen to the lies of the enemy. He's, he's incessant. He's consistent. He's purposed. He's passionate about taking you out. We know that because that's what the Word says. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Re- refuse to agree with. Refuse to allow the lies of the enemy to come across your mind this year and you will enter into victory. Next thing is agreement. God sees you so much better than you see you just agree with him. Don't be disagreeable. He knows you and he still believes in you. There's some people in your world that know you and they don't don't agree with you and they don't approve of you and they don't believe in you. God knows you and he still believes in you. God knows you. He knows your failings. He knows your faults. He knows your disposition. He knows your your bent and he still loves you. He still believes you and he still knows that you're going to get to the future that he has for you. We just got to get in agreement with God. Jeremiah 29 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. I love that. God knows me and he still believes in me. While others have written me off, while others have an opinion of me, while others have spoken badly of me, God looks at me and says, that's my son. That's my my child. They're going to do great things. I feel like God wants to tell somebody here today, "Your past doesn't have to disqualify you from your future that if you will look to him and you will push aside stop agreeing with the naysayers stop agreeing with those that are that are negative stop agreeing with everybody start agreeing with God in 2016 just say you know what God I believe I choose to believe the word that you've spoken into my life, whether it be audibly, whether it be through your word, whether it be through a word that somebody's brought to me, I'm just going to agree with that thing, it's going to be fuel on the inside, I'm going to stir myself and I'm going to go wholeheartedly towards what you've called me to in 2016. Amen? Amen. Don't be disagreeable. If you are, just stop it. Just make a decision, because here's the deal, like we've got kids... And the kids, they, they didn't get their bit of pizza that they wanted, so now they're having a tantrum, and they're sitting on the floor, and you go, it's all right, you can have it. But, but they can't hear you can have it, they just hear, you said I couldn't. And so they're sitting there having a tantrum about something they don't need to be having a tantrum about, because the, the one piece that they saw, there was another 20 pieces in the fridge, got, just, just snap out of it. And do you know the funny thing is, when you then open the pizza box, and they see the other 20 pieces, they snap out of it. Now, they were in the deepest, darkest pit of despair here because you didn't give me my pizza and I, I think I'm going to die. And, you know, and now over here, oh, fantastic. And they're just sitting there. The tears have stopped. The crying stopped. The wailing stopped. And now they're eating pizza. Just stop it. Just stop it. Get over yourself. Get over your personality type. But that's who I am. That's, that's my father always flew off the handle, so I fly off the handle. No, just, just don't. Just, just don't. This is what I've been exposed to. This is my past. This is No, no, that doesn't have to be your future. That's just something you walk through. But, but we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. So today's a new day. And I don't have to be a product of my past. I can, I can believe for the future in God, and I can enjoy what I've been given. Amen? Third thing is this. I might get the band to come, Loz. God wants us to get out of our comfort zone. He wants us out on the water, sailing uncharted territory. And like I said before, you can't achieve your calling in your comfort zone. It says in Matthew 14, starting in verse 22, it says immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, uh, for the winds were contrary. There's a big storm. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, "'It is a ghost,' uh, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, "'Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid.'" I love that. Can I encourage you in the midst of a storm this year? Look out for Jesus. Have your eyes ready, because it's an opportunity for God to interject in the middle of your circumstance. Do not be afraid, be of good cheer, it is I. Right in the middle of some crap this year, I know that God wants to be there with you. He wants to be there saying, don't worry about this thing, I've got it. We, we've got this. Together, as a t- we're, we're cool with this. It's, it's, it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to take you out. It's not going to sink you. This isn't the thing that's going to take you out. We are getting to the other side. I told you to go to the other side. I was back here praying, and now you found yourself in some troubled waters, but I intend for you to get to the other side. I feel like a word for, of God for someone here this morning is God is going to get you. the place he promised you, the place that he sent you to, that you stepped out in faith for, you are going to get to the other side. The enemy will challenge it. People will speak against it. You will have uh, internal doubts anyway, but God is going to get you to the other side if you're looking out for him. When he's bigger in the frame than the problems that face you, victory is assured. Miracles will come. Deliverance will be, be swift because he is faithful. He is faithful to his word. Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. I love that. If it's you, Lord, call me out on the water. Nobody's ever done this. One second they're looking at what they think is a ghost and they're freaking out. Then God speaks. And Peter's the only one out of all 12. They've been with Jesus for a whole, they've seen miracles, they've seen the dead raised to life, they've seen multiplication of of fish and loaves, seen the feeding of 5,000, and they're freaking out. He says, but Peter, something happened on the inside of you. I think we need to carry the spirit of Peter on the inside of us, where we're bold and go, you know what, I'm going to test this thing. I believe that you're going to enter into the new day and what God has for you this year when you step out boldly. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as lions. We can live boldly, we can live confidently, we can look at life head on. Bring on the challenges. It's just an opportunity for God to get in the middle of my situation. And like I said, isn't it a good day when you get to the other side of a test, of a challenge, of a stressful time? There's relief and there's there's ease and there's peace. I believe that's what God has for each of us this year. That though you will face some challenges, though there will be some struggles, you were gonna find yourself in a place of peace if you just step out in Him. There were 12 disciples strained against the wind that saw Jesus walking on the water. 11 disciples were comforted, one was compelled. God doesn't want us living in the comfort zone. He wants us compelled by faith to stand up and to step out in Him. Because our declaration is Noosa, City for Christ, Sunshine Coast a city for Christ, one to Christ. We want every man, woman, and child worshiping Jesus, declaring Him as their Lord. And so the only way that happens is when we go, you know what? I, I am comfortable here, and I do have salvation, and I am blessed, but you know what? That's not enough for me. I've got to step outside of this place of comfort. I need to go and be Jesus Christ to somebody else. I need to go and get generous. I need to go and get bold. I, know, I need to go and, you know, love on somebody like Jesus loved. I need, I need to step out and pray for someone. The Bible says that we lay our hands on the sick and, and they shall recover. That's not just in church. That's not just on an altar. That's at the cafe. That's at the hospital. That's at your home. When somebody walks in and says, I've got a smashing migraine. And we just go, you know what, can I pray for you? I, I, you know, I've, I've prayed for a few people before. I've seen them healed. I believe that God right now can heal you because He's good and He loves you. don't have to be weird. We don't have to be out there. We can just, do you know what I mean? We can be, I want to stir you. I believe you achieve and receive all that God has for you as you step out in Him, living not for yourself, but living for others. When we do that, eyes that see Him and a heart that loves others, we enter into all that He has for us. Amen. You might be going, but you know, I, I am facing challenges. I am facing struggles. You don't know, and I don't know. I don't know each of your situations intimately. But what I do know is God is bigger than. It says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I want to finish with this. It says in Isaiah 40, 31, those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. Not those that strive. Not those that panic. Not those that freak out. Not those that wait upon the Lord. So can I ask you just to stand to your feet? I believe we're going to cross over to the other side of some things this year. I believe we're going to get to the other side of some whatever this year. And it's not going to be in our strength. It's going to be in Him. It's not going to be in our doing. It's going to be in His goodness. Those that wait upon the Lord. Can we just lift our hands, look away to God at the conclusion of this message today. Can we just commit? this new day to him, waiting on him for the strength that can only come through him the supernatural, empowering of the Holy Spirit upon our lives I love what it says in Acts ordinary men and women were sitting in an upper room praying, seeking God it says there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind and the Holy Spirit descended upon all that were present and then they started to do things that they hadn't previously been able to do I feel like if we create some space right now for the Holy Spirit to come and to touch us, that God is going to empower us for all that He's calling us to. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.